Welcome to another episode of the Love Truth Leadership Podcast. Join us at the roundtable where we delve into young men's mental health. Our guests, Johnny Brody and Franco, share their authentic experiences, breaking the silence around this crucial issue. This podcast is a haven for those seeking understanding or support, offering sincere, empathetic discussions that turn personal stories into lessons for all. Join us as we create a community that champions mental health wellness and fosters meaningful conversations. Welcome to LTL, little spinoff we're doing called The Roundtable. What do you think about that, Larry? We're going to be interviewing a bunch of young guys here. This is awesome. They're going to give us some great feedback today. I don't know if they're capable. <laughs> we'll see. No, they're all capable guys. Uh, we're going to get in and introduce them a little bit. Go ahead. Why don't you start? Uh, I'm Franco. Uh, I've known Nick practically my entire life. Oh, I'm a big majority of it since I was like four. And yeah, I'm four. Fi- I'm 15 now. Yeah. And Larry's new for me. I'm Brody, and I've known Nick about a year now, and I'm 18, a senior in high school. Um, I'm Johnny, and I've known Nick for six, seven months now. Yeah. And I um, met him through work, and I'm 17, and I'm a junior in high school. Today's a little sad day with with Johnny. I just found out he's going to a new, a different job. Yeah, I I am. I'm not too happy about switching jobs, but I kind of have to. Yeah, it's, and as some, I, I kind of, I kind of coached you with that a little bit, as far as letting you know that you know life is something that you have to start preparing for at your age, really. And especially we we come into life where we have certain circumstances that can influence us and make us have to make tough decisions early on and johnny found himself in that spot unfortunately but he's he's pulling through quite strongly about it actually and i'm really proud about how he's taken it as a as a young man and 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 willing to step up and and look at his future something i had i had a hard time doing whenever i was his age and uh you got your you got your stuff together johnny just so you know thanks you're you're on your way my man trying (laughs) So we're doing, Larry and I are doing a, a spinoff episode and it's going to be called The Roundtable where we plan to, you know, right now we have three guys. Hopefully we can build it to where, you know, we have a panel of, you know, a lot, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of young men sitting here talking to us about mental health and, and youth among men, young men, especially really feel like, and, and both Larry and I really feel like a lot of the young men today have a quite a fight ahead of themselves and and with all the influence that they receive it's 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 harder for them to stay as balanced i mean what do you think about that larry yeah i think there's a lot of challenges and distractions that make it more difficult yeah both through school and and uh and then in the home front as well and you guys will probably help elaborate on it maybe you can help our listeners understand a little better what the challenges you're facing. Maybe we can give some ideas of how to 
get through those. So today, just being an introductory episode, um, we're going to start out and just ask about what you guys think about facing mental health today. And especially as a young man, how, how, how is it for you facing mental health? So why don't we start out, uh, share a bit about your own experiences or thoughts regarding mental health as, as a young man. Um, well, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot right now with my mental health. Uh, definitely. Um, I feel good. Like I have a lot of, uh, sources where I can just vent and talk about where, where I'm at and what I need to do. But I feel like, um, with uh, social media, that definitely like uh, changes a lot of people's mental health. You think you're like people, a lot of people live in comparison to other people. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was talking to my friends and they're like, oh, why don't you use Instagram that much? And I was like, well, I don't really have a use for it, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I wish I can be like you. Where they like, they're like, life is just, like Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah. Well, so so you, you kind of notice that you stay out of that influence and it kind of keeps you a little bit happier then, right? Yeah, because I'm not comparing myself to other people. Or seeing stuff that you wish you could have and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of live by the standard where I don't compare myself to other people. I compare myself to a week before, like a, a week. Like who you were? A week ago, yeah. <laughs> and if I've improved enough. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty tough, right, Larry? I yeah. mean, like, what do you think about what Franco had to say there? You're saying you every week? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, if I don't change that much, I don't really, like, dwell on it. But, like, I hope I can make, like, a big improvement mm -hmm. on myself. Do you think a lot of the youth are doing the same thing? De no. <laughs> no. Definitely not. I feel like uh, they're definitely connecting their emotions to social media. Why do they do that, do you think? Uh, just comparing and, like, what they don't have. They're comparing to other people and what they have. Do you think they like to live in, like, a dream world a little bit, maybe? Yeah, a bit, yeah. Because... I mean, like on social media, it's like really just like the top people, supercars, mansions, all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. How about you, Brody? Yeah. What do you guys think? What, you want to want me to repeat the question? So, just like how my mental health is, or how I feel it is. Uh, what? Uh, sure, sure. About your own experiences or thoughts regarding mental health as a as a young man. Uh, I think it kind of goes up and down. For me, it's been really good for a really long time now, but uh -huh. there has been times in the past where like. I guess there's like kind of patches where just bad things happen uh -huh. and it can decline kind of maybe just because you don't have people to talk to about stuff or stuff like that. Do you think that's kind of natural though to have like ups and downs a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think that pretty much everybody has ups and downs. So go ahead and elaborate a little bit. Uh, I guess kind of just. Can you, are, do you feel for, comfortable sharing an experience? Uh, I mean, I can't if not, really remember, it's okay. Can't really remember anything recently, just because I've been, you know, you've been tough for a minute, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was quite a while ago. And to give you a little backstory on Brody, he's got a grandpa that really leads him quite a bit as far as being a, a stable young man and giving him hobbies and and making sure that he's on top of what he wants to do and and learning how to do it and and trying to achieve for that like talk about your truck for a little bit cuz that's a big hobby for you you just got it back and driving right bud oh yeah so i just did a bunch of stuff to the transmission like me and my grandpa worked on that for quite a while and that was really nice to be able to work on that with him just kind of because i work i've been working on cars with him like ever since i was like probably 6 or 7 years old so so do you feel like you're uh having that strong, you know, f like fatherly figure in your life and your grandpa that kind of guides you 
you think that's really important for a lot of young guys? Yeah, because if you don't really have someone to guide you, you'll just go down a kind of bad path. Yeah. I've seen that happen with a lot of different people. Yeah. All right, and then we move into Johnny. Uh, so just the question one more time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, share a bit about your own experiences or thoughts regarding mental health as a young man. Um, I'd say for me, um, it's been kind of rough. Um, most of my life, I'd say like, it's either like a while ago, I had anger issues and a whole lot of things. So it's either I'd like, wouldn't let anyone in really, and didn't really have any outlets. And then later when I started the control and wanted to get my life back together, like I would start to search to look for outlets, like the shop. Yeah. Like for sure, Nick, you've been a like a huge outlet. To uh, like, I'm, I'm, and I'm glad to be that for you, just so you know. Yeah. yeah that's what kind of hurts about like leaving this job. You're, you're, you can come by anytime, my man. Thanks, man. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah, that's like the biggest part to me is just like the community with the shop and with you. And it's just like, I've never really felt that, like not even in school or anything. So it's like kind of nice to like experience it and work. So what you're saying is nice to have a constructive outlet to someone you can trust and and talk things through, right? Yeah, and definitely like experience too, because like Nick's been through a lot and it's like nice to like learn and like gain knowledge from him. Like my favorite quote from Nick is like, all that I know is like nothing. Like I do not know anything like to help me learn through stuff in life. Any, any of you guys want to add anything to that as far as it goes? I mean, I think it's just really good to have outlets. Like that's a very like critical thing for like mental health. Like a strong friend group. Yeah. Mentors. Um, yeah. Like even, I don't know, just stuff like hobbies to keep you busy. Kind of stuff like that even. So you're saying more constructive outlets because some people get into a lot of other stuff. That yeah. So like things that like better yourself. or Better yourself. Well. Yeah. And how about gaming? I know a lot of young men get into that. Is that is that good for good for the health or not? I mean, it really depends. It can go, it can be like I think if it's the right amount, but it can like go too far. I've seen that even happen with me, like where I just, you know, it like disrupts sleep and stuff because you're just like get really into. I've it been stuff. there. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Like I know Franco loves the game. I try to keep it like a proportionate amount. Like uh, try to go to bed at ten times. Yeah, you no, know, try not to play too much. Get breaks, you know. But that's also a lot of how youth connects their friends these days. To Larry is oh, is they, they play games to collect. They they play games together. You know, so you get like you you hang out with your boys at school, and then you're like, I'll see you on Call of Duty later tonight. You know, and then that kind of stuff. And so it kind of helps structure a bond. But I think. A lot of the times where it gets where it's negative is if you don't have that outlet of friends that you're playing with for one, and then two, if it becomes consuming, you know, where it's like, okay, all I'm thinking about all day at work is going home and playing this video game that I've been playing, and then I get it, I get home and I play this video game, and I'm just neglecting everything else that I need to do. That's where we start to develop a an, a, 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 addictive, habit. A, an addictive habit, yeah. All right, so we're going to get into the next question. What do you think are some common misconceptions or stereotypes surrounding young, young men in mental health? I feel like a stereotype is that in mental health, talking about it, I'm going to go with the big one, is that it's more of a feminine thing. Like you should just try to bottle it up as a man. Yeah. yeah. So you, you feel like we're still living in that. It's 
I feel like it's becoming more opening, but I definitely still feel like we need more time to just open mental health to everybody. Yeah. You think that's driven by maybe shame or guilt? Why they just don't want to talk about it? Yeah, like a social stigma against against it. You're not manly yeah. enough to. Yeah. So I, I think I get the impression a lot of young people. Well, I guess people my age as well. We we bottle it up. We don't. Yeah. And we don't talk to about to other people about it. And the problem there is that creates another set of issues. Yeah, and then you take it out on something or someone. Yeah, anger, stress, or yeah. depression, or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brody? You guys like question again? Uh, why do, what do you think are some common misconceptions or stereotypes surrounding young men and mental health? Oh, no, maybe that young men just like already are like, it, I guess like mental health wouldn't even affect young men, maybe. Just kind of similar to what, what Franco yeah, said. But, I mean, that's kind of what it is, really. It's just. So let me rephrase this a different way then. How are young men looked at if they share their problems? Uh, It's pretty negatively because like they're, you know, it's not really something. Or, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard because you don't want other people to see you going and looking for help. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Because if other people think you're like going to get help, then they'll think you're just, you're I don't know. Yeah, you're weak. weak. Yeah. And, you're, they, and they don't want to appear vulnerable, right? They don't want to. Yeah, they don't want. They don't really want anybody else to see that they're going to get help. Oh. So, they just don't even get the help in the first place. So they perceive that they perceive that as a weakness if they go get help, right? Yeah. What about you, Johnny? What do you think? Yeah, like kind of along the same lines. Like probably like weak, and like another aspect, like kind of to like the first way you put the question was like that. Does guys just have it better? You know. In general, we have it better in general. Yeah, like I feel like that's like a stereotype where it's like, oh, being a dude is like so easy, like in life. Sometimes I don't know if that's like, like where we get stuff handed to us, maybe something like that. It yeah. also becomes like an issue between where you're like, um, financially, I guess too, because like a lot of different situations affect like mental health. Like for me, like being in a lower financial situation, you know, my mental health has a negative impact towards that because I'm always worrying about money due to someone else who has a lot of money. They're probably worried about something else different to my mental health too. So, All right. So going through school with you guys, I would maybe you can give me a comparison. How many boys do you see or young men do you see going to talk to the therapist to care, compared to girls or well, young women? Okay. Um, well, I'm a sophomore. I didn't really mention that earlier. Um, I don't really see anyone doing it. Like I pass by the hall, empty, dead silent. Like nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. No. And none of your friends talk about like no, mental health is one topic we have not touched on. You've you've explained ex- like told me before though, Franco, about how your friend group is pretty open. Yeah, it's open, but like we really haven't talked about like how we're doing mentally. Like we can talk about problems, but like. We haven't like touched on like how are each other, like how we are mentally. It's just problems we've covered. And do you think that's something that you guys are like afraid of judgment whenever that comes down to it? Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, just like the entire male group of are on my grade. Just like everyone's afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. And now, so say you came across some kid at school who 
people knew he went to therapy, do you think he'd be looked at differently than everyone else? Probably. Okay. Because, I don't know, there's a sign of weakness for, like, this is the social stigma. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, he's weak. He, he has to or talk he, about like his he's, problems. Yeah, he's not right in the head or blah, blah. And it's yeah. like one of those things where I, who's right in the head? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're well, probably, probably yeah. nobody. And then there's the fear of maybe being teased about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you go to the therapist. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I think everybody needs some kind of outlet like that anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Either like a friend group or like a therapist. Yeah. Parents could be good. Or like a coach. Anybody. I got my Larry, you know, so it's <laughs> Every, like, I everybody needs a Larry in their yeah, life. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So next question then, why do you think it can be challenging for young men to talk openly about their mental health? Actually, we kind of just talked about that yeah, a little yeah, bit. Kind of, uh, yeah. Do you two want to talk about it? Not really. <laughs> what, was the question again? what was the question again? Why do you think it can be challenging for young men to talk openly about their mental health? Uh, I think just because it's, they might not really, like, they'll kind of, like, downplay the issue, like, in how bad it really is. So if, even if they do go to talk to somebody about it, they won't, like, really say what's going on. They'll, like, kind of downplay it. So why, why do you think they do that then? Uh, just because they... I don't really know why they do it. I think it's mainly just because they don't really want to, like, say everything that's happening. Could it be like, like I, I, I can imagine it almost being like a, a fear of a circumstance, right? So if I say this one thing and then next thing you know, it's going to get out about me that I'm this. Yeah. And and so I don't want anybody to know that. So let me keep it hidden. And then that's so that boils down to, like, a bunch of big issues that we don't have a whole lot of acceptance, you know, for people and what they struggle through and so that's where mental health still has kind of like a big stigma don't you think yeah and i think it's also like maybe they're trying to get some help with like an issue but they don't want to be like they want to still get the like advice and help on the issue but they don't really want to you know like really say what's going on yeah yeah kind of something like that so bottom line fear is driving the behavior yeah fear whether it be peer acceptance social acceptance i think people don't want to tell people what they really feel because of fear of what they may think of them. Yeah. Right? And like the more afraid they are, the more they'll downplay it. Right. Right. All right. So how, how about, uh, so we, I mean, I think we really, really covered that question in, in, in the second one, but how has social, uh, societal pressure or expectations influenced your perception of what it, it means to be mentally healthy young men? Well, so like, just to rephrase, just like what people like. So society. like society. So what does society put on you or expect of you to influence your perception of what it means to be mentally stable? I feel like the way I look at that is like kind of with the people in my school, like they're always like energetic, like society is like, Oh, if you're an energetic person, like, or you're like, seemingly really happy all the time or something like that, you have good mental health, even though like reality, like that person could be putting on like the biggest mask and you wouldn't even know, Yeah, you know? So yeah, it's like for sure. something like that. Another way I'd put it, I feel like is like, you know, vice versa. Like if you're always like super bummy, you know, that's just naturally how you are, you know, 
like people always think like, oh my gosh, something's super wrong with him, even though you're like having like the best day of your life or something, you know? It just because you're maybe not completely out outward. Yeah. So it's just like the way people express themselves, like kind of what you were talking about a while ago with me is just like how people like, like open your chest and you'll be like more opening to other people. Yeah. Go like out that. in love. Yeah. 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 So it's like different ways people like self-perceive themselves to others that others look on them kind of thing. So you, th- so what you're saying basically is that you think you feel like in your, in your experience at school, you, you have a lot of people who surround you that are extremely like outgoing and happy go lucky. Yeah. I'd say like, I kind of like, am like that sometimes too. Like I can be sometimes. But being that if you don't act like that, they assume something's wrong with you. Yeah. I've definitely gotten that. Like, cause there'd be days where I really am outgoing and that's like my persona most of the time. Uh That's the energy I want to give off. But there's one day where I like wake up and I do like, I don't know, maybe journal and meditate and I'm like super chill. Uh I'm chill all day and everyone thinks something's wrong with me. I'm like, well, maybe if you get to know me more, it's like, you know, I'm actually really chill some days too, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People have different things. So, what? How? what's your perception on what it means to be a, a healthy individual then, a mentally healthy individual? I feel like, like mentally, like healthy is being able to talk about it. I think that's like the strongest thing you can do is like accept that something's wrong. And you're yeah. willing to overcome yourself and fix it. Like, that's the thing. Because I feel like people was like, will ignore the problem. It's like, I don't, I don't have anything wrong with me, even though something's eating at them inside. But, like, I feel like the stronger man or the stronger person will, like, accept that something's wrong with them and talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I appreciate you bringing that. Awareness is, I guess, what you're saying is the first element of change, right? And you got to be aware that you even have an issue. And if you put it away, it's not going to necessarily go or put it, somewhere else it's, it may come back later to haunt you if you don't resolve it yeah so i would like to say this because i f- i really feel like society do you have something you want to talk about Rodney? okay i feel like society or the expectations of young men today are really about how they've been for a long time you know if you you're you're a man you're developing into a, a man you, men don't cry Right. Um, men don't, men don't voice their, their stuff, you know? And so how does that influence each one of you? Do you, do you, do you think like that? Do you think it's safe to cry as a man and express your emotions like that? Or do you, do you find yourself going, I feel like crap today, but I can't express it because society doesn't allow me to. Well, like about the thing about like men don't cry. I feel like that's like a big thing. Like everyone's just taught that as a man. Like you can't cry. Or else like you're vulnerable, you're weak. You can't be a man. That's like the thing. Okay, so how does that influence you, Frank? Well, I've I've learned that like crying is good. But like I feel like I feel more I feel better if I cry like alone to myself. Okay. And then okay. to other people. Okay. It's but like I feel I feel like Alone, uh, like crying alone is like the best. And then crying with a woman is like the worst. Oh, what about your mom, dude? Well, like that that's the thing. Like parents <laughs> have like a different, different like 
a different level. Yeah. So if you cry in front of a chick, she's just going to look at you like you're a weak little... Yeah, basically. Li- little boy. <laughs> little puppy, yeah. Yeah, okay. And so how does that make us want to react then? No, we just can't cry in front of women. So do you feel like it's uh, it's not safe for you to open up in front of a woman then? Uh, Crying, but like opening up, I feel like you can get away with something so if you open up. Okay, okay. What about you, Brody? So just like... Crying? So or? no, just like being a, you know, being a vulnerable man. How was? How do you feel like being a? If you were to say tomorrow you go to school, and something just overloads you, right? Yeah. Are you expected to keep quiet and bite it down, or are you? And if you weren't, ex, you know, able to bite it down, what is an acceptable way to express yourself, and what is not acceptable? I mean, I guess crying, like really kind of isn't and you know you kind of you might say something but you're not you know going to cry yeah stuff, what about just voicing displeasure i mean i guess sometimes like if you're like angry maybe but like because i know sometimes when you know when people are angry they, they'll voice stuff still yeah but it's not like crying and no you know so it's and where i agree i mean oh you know crying sometimes depends on what it is right you know if you your grandma just died or something. Sorry, Franco. Uh, but you know, like, go ahead. I mean, if you want to talk about that, cause you just had, you just had an experience with yeah. this. So how did that affect you around your friend group at school? I mean, like for me, so my grandma died recently yeah. and you know, I just try to get it out all out loud in one day. Just, just be weak that day. Yeah. And like the next day I had to, I had to go to school and I wasn't really as energetic but I still try to put like a facade and like that was okay. But I definitely kind of was less energetic overall. Do you feel like you would have been felt like felt like you were more accepted or you could be more of yourself if you're allowed to voice that that pain that you were going through? Yeah, if I was allowed to voice it, I feel like I could have been like whatever I wanted the, those days. Okay, okay. All right, so... Have you or someone you know personally dealt with mental health challenges and how did you or they seek to help to cope with it? For me, it started out where it was like um, my mental health was like I didn't really cry. I just got super upset and I'd be super angry. And I realized that wasn't really healthy. I'm going inter- which to is, which is, is deemed to be an acceptable response. Wouldn't you say, Larry, like voicing your displeasure and anger for a man is acceptable. But to be all like, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm upset, but I'm going to voice it in a way where it might not be more as acceptable, but it's probably more, it would be healthier rather than getting angry. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Okay, that's ahead. what I yeah. kind of realized because like I'd always be so hostile towards like everyone I like around me. And then like, it, it's like kind of going a little back where it's like, um, is people will perceive you in a way where it's like, if you do or you are upset, it's like socially acceptable to be, uh, to be mad. But um, at the same time, they'll like the disinterest factor. It's like, I don't want to be around him. He's always like upset and it's always negative energy coming from him. And I dealt with that. I think that's like most of what I've been through is like not having people because I was always so upset and it'd be like, they didn't like me because I was like either upset or negative, but I was trying to fix it. And then, um, so you, you saw the negative consequence of your anger. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, 
granted, like, I developed, like, because I, I did, I went to, on my, I started reading books and, like, a lot of stuff. There's, um, I have to think about it. My dad showed me this book because we kind of deal with the same stuff. And it was just, like, to have a, like, a, not, like, a over-emotional heart because that's why you're so upset, you know? It's, like, the only way you could cope with that is because your heart, you take everything to heart. You know, so then I had to deal with that. And then you kind of taught me like recently days, like, don't give a crap what other people think too, you know? And then that kind of grew me in a way where I still really struggle with it. Like, but. And, and to tell you the truth, that's not a complete true statement. I feel like not giving a crap about what other people think is safe, but at the same time, choose those people wisely that you do want them to care about what you think. Yeah. Right. Like the people that you really, you know, opinions that don't matter to you, maybe choose a little bit wiser. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. I like it that way a little bit more. And it's like, it'd be like, I coped with it like by researching and like finding out ways to better myself and practicing those things. But I know friends who to answer your question, they would like go to therapy. You know, they would like, go to maybe go to a school counselor or maybe just like i know a really common thing nowadays people deal with mental health is the gym you know oh yeah it's huge it's totally blown up which i think i'm not dissing on i think it's a really good thing but at the same one time, of the, i think that's one of the yeah. best sources for dealing with, with any mental issue oh gym yeah, yeah. going to going oh, working going, out working out yeah this like the huge gym culture because like that's all like my guy friends do it's like or just people at my school like i meet I'll be like, that's their source. Of- yeah, that's their source of thing. I'll be like talking within my friend group sometimes. And then like literally all the guys are just like, we should go to the gym. I'm like, whoa, really? And then like they every like all the time, that's all I hear is this gym, 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 which is like really cool. Like I really support that, how they're like bettering themselves in a way that like doesn't hurt others, but like strengthens themselves. And, and releasing the proper hormones and all kinds of stuff for a better brain function. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which I totally suck at doing that. So I need to get back going to the gym a little bit more. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys want to add anything to that kind of? Not really. What's the next question? Nick? What role do you think friends and peer support play in maintaining good mental health as a young man? So pretty much like (laughs) how your friends influence it? I mean, I think it depends if, you know, you can talk to your friends about things. Like, if you can't talk to your friends about things, then it would probably harm it more than be so good for it. So, if you were to talk to your friends about things, <clears throat> excuse me, and they were to make fun of you, would you look for different friends? Yeah. Just because you don't want to really talk to, or I, I guess, like, talk to people about stuff that, you know, like, won't listen to you. Could you imagine some people don't feel like they'd be accepted in other groups, so they keep these friends that make fun of them? Yeah, well, I think some people just don't even talk to their friends about stuff like that in the first place. Yeah. So they don't really even need to, you know, look for another friend group ready. So they kind of try to stay with the same people. Yeah. I think that's kind of like how everyone in that, you know, group would be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you, Franco? I know your friends play a pretty good role. Yeah, I mean – we're we're a pretty open friend group. We can talk about our problems, and it, and uh, I like I've already talked about the negatives, so I can talk about the positives. <laughs> um, 
No, I feel like it's really good just having a good outlet of social people or social friends that can, you know, help you get through get through issues. Because we we talk about problems and then like everyone puts an input on it. So I'm going to ask, how does your friend group influence your physical health? My physical health? Yeah. Uh, it's, we're pretty good. Like one goes to the gym, two are on track, another is on sports. All of them have like a pretty active life. All right, cool, cool. I know you ride your bike with your pops too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you view relationships between physical health and mental health? And do you think they're connected? Phys- uh, so I feel like when you start a relationship, it's more physical. But no, it's like, physical uh, like what do you mean? Like when you see someone, you're more physically attracted to them. Than, okay. Then when you get to know them, then you become more mentally attracted to them. Okay. So that's kind of getting off the question though with everybody okay. a little bit. Um like the like how your how your body body is physically healthy in comparison to your mental health. I feel like it's I feel like it's like case by case. So like because like people go to the gym. Yeah, they could either be like they could be like good uh, physical strength, good physical, but like bad mentally. Like they're trying to use yeah, it as an outlet. They can, yeah. But like people who don't go to the gym, they could be mentally. So there's healthy. a balance then what you're saying, right? Yeah. So you can be. It's okay if you're physically healthy, but if you don't have a good mental practice or a good routine on your mental side, then then you're still subtracting from your physical health a little bit, probably. Yeah. Like you try you try other things that maybe aren't so good for you. But so there's I'm, now I'm going to combat you a little bit that, on this because there's okay. 100% scientific proof that having a good workout routine as well as like a mental routine, right, Larry, that you're, they, they, they are interconnected as far as you're more mentally stable whenever you have a better physical health. So the people that go to the gyms are a lot more mentally stable than somebody who just sits on their couch and watches TV or, or has just negative habits. Well, I mean, if they have negative habits, then probably not. Yeah. But like, I feel like it gym Going to the gym will take longer, like, for your physical and mental health to get better. Because, like, if you have a therapist, then you're probably going to be, you're probably mentally going to be better for, like, faster term. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to the gym, it'll probably So, I know after I ride my bike, so say I go ride my bike, and I'm, like, before I get on my bike, I'm just having a bad day. And then I go and ride my bike, my problems feel like they're nothing. Well, yeah, it's because, like, I feel like... When you're just like you and your thoughts, you can really like solve, go through problems yeah. by yourself. Mm. Yeah. So have I changed your mind a little bit on physical health being yeah. a little bit better as mm. far as like yeah. helping your mental health? Mm. What do you think, Larry? You've been, you've been quiet for a minute, but I know <laughs> I know you ride like crazy. Probably too much. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, I'm overextending it. Yeah. Maybe well, I'm too, too addicted to it. But at the same time, you 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 have a good relationship with it, though. You yeah, would, you would say. Well, I, I use it. I, I kind of leverage the activity because not only do I ride, but I think and I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And uh, so maybe does it? Do you think it has a play about what you're thinking about when you're having yeah. that physical exercise? Yeah. yeah, it does. So if you're if you're thinking about like maybe things that are making you angry, that the exercise isn't gonna, probably going to help no, too good. much, you know. So we're, we're all our thoughts internally, but there's this book that I want you guys to, and it's, it's called Unf Yourself, but I've read this thing a bunch and you guys have actually listened to it at the shop. Franco, you haven't yet, but mm. 
It's a good book. And one of the things he says is we are not our thoughts. We are our actions, you know, so we are what we do. It's like, I'll give you an example. So I'll have to, I'll have a customer who will come in and I'll sit there and think like, man, I don't want to help this customer. But my action is actually helping the customer. You know, I look at them and then I immediately greet them with a smile. How are you doing? So I am not how I think. I am how I act towards that person, basically. Right. That's getting a little off subject, though. But yeah, next you're Are you working tomorrow, Franco? Uh, no. Oh, I was going to play the book tomorrow. <laughs> um, I'll probably be here Tuesday, though. All right, cool. So are there any uh, specific coping strategies or self-care practices that have been effective for you guys in managing stress or anxiety? Gratitude journal. Bam. That's Bam. my man. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> Bam. Yeah. He read the script. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has helped me a lot. Yeah. Like um, having a rough day and then like waking up the next morning and journaling all my thoughts. I'm like, completely new mindset like no matter how crappy my life may be or it may seem to be in a lot of circumstances I can always find things that are like you know it could be worse you know it always could be worse so I think that has helped a lot I just had to say that I knew the answer I'm glad you brought that up actually what I've started to do um, Johnny is uh, not only doing in the morning which I've done for a long time but I'm doing in the evening too now and I'm finding that helps me sleep better Oh. I don't know. It's, it's a cathargic activity. You know what that word is? A stress reliever. Yeah. So I'll just write down some things that were positive for the day and, you know, what things that I felt good about. And that seems to set the stage for to sleep better. Sleep better. Yeah. So it just takes a few minutes. Yeah. In the evening. So now I'm doing now in the morning, but now I'm doing evening. Yeah. So do you think if you cycle it more, like it'll benefit you? Like even more throughout yeah. your days. Yeah. Like the more you do it, the better you'll be. And then sometimes I, Nick knows this, sometimes when I confront a problem or a challenge, um, I'll write down a bunch of questions. I don't write answers initially. All I do is write a lot of different questions. So it gives me a different viewpoint about the issue. Eventually, one of the questions will lead me to the answer. So it could be the 20th question, could be the 50th or whatever. But sometimes when I just keep writing questions, I, creates a paradigm shift. I see things differently when I do that. So you might try that too. So sometimes I'll do yeah. it besides the gratitude journal. Yeah, that's good. And one tip I'll give you about the questions is make sure they're not a why question. Like, why is this happening? Make sure it's, it's like a, what can I do about this? Like a what question. Can, what or a how or something or, yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, should, I've never really thought about it that way before. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So when I'm confronting something versus saying, well, why am I going through this crappy situation? I'll say, hey, what can I learn from this? How can I be a better person? What's 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 something I can do to make this thing differently or better for myself? Yeah. I'd say another thing to answer that question is you sent me this app, but it was the Meditate app, and that has been really beneficial. Oh, yeah. Like, it's been crazy. Well, but, I, could, I tell you, I could assure you, you use that in my youth. You were talking about anger. I had a serious anger issue when I was a teenager. Really? Yeah, well, you wouldn't guess time. it today, but. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I. It was, uh, I wouldn't say it was way out of control, but that was my, it was a coping mechanism I had. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about meditation or gratitude or anything. Yeah. I mean, eventually I, I grew out of it, but it was, it was a tough time back then. Yeah. That's why I'm glad we're doing this now. Cause like, I'm, I was able, I'm able to experience it now. Like before I just deal with anger for the rest of my days kind of thing until I figure it out later. You know, it's been really cool. Like I've been, 
I'd get a notification on my phone. It's like, you know, meditate, take a break. Right. Like it's literally just five minutes. Like, you know, I could take five minutes, come back, fully reset. I actually feel energized to go do what I was doing, like from that thing, which is crazy. You I notice if I don't meditate in the morning, my day is just it's gone. It's mm-hmm. like thrown off. I don't feel balanced. I yeah, it's it's something that really sets me up for sure. Yeah. So I do both that now, morning and evening. I, you know, you're again, I wasn't doing the meditation or the journaling. Now I do that in the evening besides the morning. Sweet. Right on. What about you guys? Any coping strategies that you, Brody, Franco, that you guys use to deal with anxiety or stress? Uh, I think, I mean, sometimes I just go and ride my bike too. And that's kind of how I do it. Yeah, and or build a computer. Yeah, building computers, working on cars, stuff like that. Yeah, having some kind of hobby that you can focus on for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important to have hobbies, I think, like things to like constructive things. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Franco? Uh when you said that question, I came up with three answers that I kinda do. So I for like when I'm having a bad day, I just think about what has gone good in my life. You know, cool. try to yeah. Try to get my mind off what what's bad. So he practices gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And then at night, I try to just be me with my thoughts. You know, just try to think think about through think through problems. You know. Yeah. See what I can improve on for the next day. And then, uh, the third thing I do is uh, just try to like just separate everything. You know, try to disconnect days. So you st- you take a step back. Yeah. That's that's a big thing yeah. for sure. Taking try to. A- Taking a step back and kind of like taking an outward look from your situation. Yeah. Try to see what I can improve on or like how big it really is. Cause in the moment it could seem like pretty big and then you're like, oh, that was, that was barely anything. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really matter. You know, what advice would you give to other young men who might be hesitant to speak or to seek help or talk about their mental health? Just do it. <laughs> Just to talk, find someone to talk to, parents. Yeah. Um, Anyone close? Friends? Do you feel like there needs to be more of an outlet for kids these days or young young men these yeah, days? To, definitely. Like, to con- and I wouldn't say necessarily to connect with a therapist or somebody, but maybe just to connect with other young men, mm-hmm. you like, know, to talk about their problems. Mm-hmm. Well, because, like, if they, I feel like it would be, like, more of a social media type app because, like, they're on it Like a Discord lot. or something like that, yeah, maybe even. an anonymous outlet. Yeah. So, they're, so they don't feel, like, judged. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was actually on Reddit the other day and found mm-hmm. a bunch of, like, groups that guys can just go to and be all, I'm 19, I have this problem. You know, Reddit's all anonymous posting, yeah. right? And unless you're whatever, you know. <laughs> unless you put in, like. Yeah, but it. You just post anonymously and then people come in and give you advice. And it's, it's a really cool outlet for a lot of people to, to be able to do that. Um, another thing is finding maybe like a discord that you can join in. I know there's one discord and they do uh, video game therapy. And what they do is they connect people who are have a, having a hard time with other people who are going through the same hard time. And they all get together and play video games together. Which and it's and it's that's kind of a cool outlet because yeah. gaming's know, pretty big. <laughs> gaming is huge nowadays, yeah. and so whenever you can be in a non-judgmental setting with that, and at the same time do something that you kind of enjoy, that's mm-hmm. a, that's another outlet that a lot of people can have. 
What about you, Brody? What it, advice would you give to other young men who might be hesitant to seek help or talk about their mental health? Uh, yeah, I mean, just really just going and doing it. I think also once like the more people that do it, it will become more normal too. And then there won't be quite as much of a, you know, the stigma. Yeah, stigma around it. Yeah. So like the more people that do talk to like therapists and stuff that will, you know, kind of go away, like, you know, stigma. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really feel like it needs to be more of a young men connecting with other young men or young men connecting with other men who have the experience of being a man and going through the same issue that they're, they've gone through. Yeah. So like support groups almost. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Kind of like what we're doing here. You know, yeah. Almost. Can you share any positive experiences where opening up about your mental health improved a situation or relationship? Really like, think, nah, I can't really think of anything. I keep, I'm think. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. I think this is either, I think this is a question for Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Johnny and you and I have talked a lot, my man. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Is, there, we've been, it's been where I've closed the shop down. Everybody's gone home, made everybody clock out and Johnny's <laughs> still sitting here and I'm like, Oh, what do you want to talk about, Johnny? <laughs> you know, and then we sit here and talk for hours. Yeah. I'm glad that, have you had a, like a positive takeaway from that? Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. It helps a lot. Like just talking. Yeah. Like, cause I don't know for me, like it's kind of like throughout kind of my whole life. I've never really had like groups of friends. Like I'd always either be like, working on my car or just like doing my own hobbies or just like homework. Yeah. That's it. And, or just working. Normally I just work a lot. And then yeah. it's like, I don't have the outlet, like coming here to work and like having that outlet of talking definitely like helped me and then grew my relationship with you Yeah, a lot because like now it's just really cool to talk to you. Just like knowledge a lot. Yeah. And then like, it definitely helped with guidance too. Like just getting it out, like helps a lot. So I guess positives of it is, um, one, it gave me knowledge of things I can do or question or should do. Um, it helped me build my relationship with you, Nick, which was really cool. And, um, while I'm on this podcast, which is pretty sweet. And it helped like, I don't know, like whatever it is that stimulates your brain of getting it out, like is so sweet. Like, it, like you, you have a weight that's taken off. Yeah. Like. Because I feel, like, a weight on me, like, all the time, you know? But, like, whenever I talk to someone, even just for a brief couple of minutes about something, like, it'll get super deep, and then it'll just, like, weight off my chest a little bit. And it's just, like, it's so nice. That's a good feeling. Well, it's been a privilege to provide that for you, Johnny, just so you know, my man. Thanks, man. Yeah, really. Like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I heard once from a speaker I heard years ago that a lot of – he equated problems with uh, rocks in a backpack. Oh. And he says, man, we carry a lot of crap around with us. You know what I'm saying? He says, man, you got to take that stuff out of the backpack. And we no sooner take it out and then we reload it with something else, you know, some yeah. anger, stress, or unresolved. And, and so he talked about different means to help relieve that. And, um, and one of those is finding a good friend that you can trust. It's not going to make you feel ashamed or foolish that can help you, you know, talk things out. Now, some people have therapists, but unfortunately that costs money. So, yeah. so but if you can just find someone you can trust a good friend, 
talking that out. Sometimes it helps relieve, take some of the stress, or in this case, those heavy rocks out of your mental backpack. Uh, Frank, you, do you have something that you wanted to add to that, buddy? Uh, just mainly just get a good group of friends. You yeah, know? that's that, that really helps. What, what about what about advice for those guys that have our time making friends? Uh, either going online and try to make friends, or just going out there and you know, I mean, like without school, it's kind of hard to do because school is like where a lot of people meet and like a yeah. lot of friendships are made. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like going to social events. Go into something you like. You can see a bunch of other people and see what they like the same thing. You know, see what other things they like to Looking at support groups, that kind of stuff, maybe. Yeah. 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 How can we all challenge the stigma around young men's mental health and encourage more open conversations? Uh, Just probably talk about mental health more. (laughs) Yeah. Just try to uh, take that stigma out. But uh, I mean, like, I feel like getting into the younger groups will definitely help with can I um, challenge you guys with something today? Okay, yeah. I challenge you each to bring one friend to the next roundtable. Uh, okay. I'll I'll say I'll say uh we have a mental health podcast in my group chat. See who wants to come on. Yeah, yeah. You, you think you're up for that, Brody? I mean, it really just depends if you know scheduling and all that works out. Yeah, that's Brody. fair. That's fair. I mean, we can but we can work it, around it their schedule like too because you know the court. Coordinate with three different people. I think it could happen though. Yeah. It just had to be planned out. But yeah. 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 And no, I mean, like, I'll tell you what, if you each bring one friend, I'll, I'll buy pizza for everybody. Food talks, huh? I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I love I food. You, yeah. Well, don't bring your super silent friend that I that Ah, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he said bring a friend. <laughs> he said qualify. Hey, he, he actually is really good with this stuff. Okay, he, okay. He get pretty good with this stuff. All right, all right. If I have a car. Uh, yeah, I hope you do. I, I hope I do too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if not, make him drive you. I'm, I'll make <laughs> him drive There me. you go. Try not to spend too much gas money. <laughs> But so, and I really feel like that in itself, we just challenge the stigma. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like one person turns into two, turns into four. And exactly. And then they they start to feel safe, you know, and like, hey, I have this outlet here and I get to go talk to these guys. And granted, we're not trying to get into anything deep and share stuff that people don't want to share. But at the same time, we want to bring awareness to the issue. This is really just trying to get to surface level. Yeah. Bringing it out there. Yeah, exactly. And making it more of something that we feel like needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. You know, we as guys have a, have a tough, you know, road ahead of us. And especially you guys nowadays at your age is, you know, I, I can't imagine being, 18 right now looking at looking at moving into 40 with the way the condition of the world is and and all the negative influence that you have it's just crazy i mean it's like we don't know how it is going to be like 10 20 years down the line exactly it's like really just a mystery yeah and i mean whenever i was a kid the biggest thing was what the 20 you know 2000 you know the computers shutting down, and the that's millennium. the end of, yeah new millennium. Yeah, and the, that's the end of the world is when the computers <laughs> shut down, yeah. or the Mayan calendar. You know, oh, and, yeah, and now you guys are actually facing real things. You know, like global warming and the possibility of you know these wars that are going on right now, mm-hmm. and almost World War Three happening at our doorstep with all the stuff that's going on and 
in Israel and everything right now. It's just crazy what's going on. And I'm afraid for you to tell you the truth, but we can, we'll just, we're actually, I would say that's going to be what we talk about maybe <laughs> next, next round, time. next round table. <laughs> next Friday. Yeah. Or we could, I don't know, maybe next Friday, but okay. we'll figure it out. Well, we have to get a schedule for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I really feel like we, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Do you think schools and educational institutions are doing enough to support mental health of young men? And if not, what changes would you suggest? No. Uh, just the changes, just trying to like talk about it more because like no, no classes are like, oh, what's your mental health like? It's really just like what the curriculum's been. Yeah. Like just like some, some people don't even know they have bad mental health right now. It's just really like nobody really knows right now. Yeah. What do you think, Brody? I think they try sometimes but it just doesn't work it doesn't it's the complete wrong way they try like to help okay like you know sometimes they they'll try to do things that's like not relevant to like you know what the kids are going yeah. through what would be a relevant way then uh I think maybe like actually having support groups with other maybe support groups act really because like they, that's something that's like not really a, actually no that wouldn't really work though i mean it'd be kind of hard though like in school and yeah. the school day all right. So uh, what about you, Johnny? Do you have anything on that? Kind of like the same, like men's groups or something, like support groups for sure. Young, young men support groups? Yeah, young men support groups. Just like, yeah, specific, like just like, yeah, like this, here's a group. Come do you join. feel like the, now this is a question for all of you. Do you feel like the world would be in a better place if men who had a, knew how to handle their, you know, and this is, goes back generations, but if you knew, if young men knew how to handle their stuff, and how to handle their mental issues, like we wouldn't have a whole lot of world problems. Yeah. No, I feel like for sure, like if people, if this like was a big thing and like people did get the help and then they get the help they needed, like there would be a lot less rates of really negative things going on in the world today. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like they would be so much more drastically lower, I'd feel like definitely than they are today. I mean, rates on certain things with like men, Right. Like negatively are just way too high right now. Well, I mean, what men equate to 70% of suicides. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's the like divorce rates. 60 or 70%. Rates. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. With the divorce rates between married couples or what was it the other day? That was, uh, Franco looked this up the other day for me. It was like, like 3.5 out of five. Out of five. five 3.5 out of five marriages, Larry, and in divorce. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Beat, I beat the odds, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but back to your question, I feel like a lot of people just take their mental health and uh, put it on something, and then that something could be really bad or really good. Mostly, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's like, fair a to lot say. of fights. Fights. Uh, you. I mean, you have the kids who end up getting guns and shooting up schools. Yeah. And you know all that kind of stuff. And if they, if you think that, like, if they had a healthy mental outlet, do you think they'd be in that situation of shooting up the school? Definitely not. Because I feel like it's just like, oh, if I feel bad, making other people feel bad. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. What resources or organizations do you think are valuable for young men seeking help or information about mental health? I mean, like the big one is just like therapists. But okay. like, those cost a lot of money. They, yeah. The counselors, they don't charge at school. Don't you have counselors? Yeah, we do. But like, I feel like it's just like a social stigma against that. Oh. Like people are seen as weak. Yeah, they, so they don't seek him out. No. What do you think, Brody? 
Can you ask a question again? What resources or organizations do you think are valuable for young men seeking help or information about mental health? Support groups. Like the YMCA, maybe? Something like that. Wasn't the YMCA started as something like that for, yeah, for yeah, men? Yeah. A place for men to go to to be balanced and healthy and be surrounded by other men and and learn how to deal with their problems together. Yeah. There needs to be more YMCAs out there then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're more recreation gyms now. Yeah, they are. They're 100% recreational like gyms. swimming pools and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. No. I, I remember the first time I went into a YMCA, I was like, 11 years old and my mom's all we're going to the ymca and i'm like you can't go there you're not a man <laughs> i thought a ymca was a gym uh, it, i thought it was it a is gym. nowadays i didn't i didn't know it was meant to be like a yeah, social group yeah, it was that when it was first started i believe it was the young men's of america or young yeah but it was yeah it was meant to, I, I thought it was just gym yeah i, I no. thought that was like the main purpose yeah um, how can we better educate parents or guardians about mental health needs of young men? And this is a last question. I feel like we just have to start now because like, it's really just like, if we start now then future parents will be better. But like today, I feel like it's just, they're rooted. They're already rooted in their old habits. So if we teach y young men and women today, how to deal with mental health, they're going to teach their kids how to deal with it. Definitely. Well, it's, uh, like the uh, older generations are just so rooted in their old habits that yeah. we have to really kill them. Well, now. I mean, it's still one of those things where we can teach them, right? Don't you yeah. think? Well, I feel like they just have to be open, but like the older generations were taught to be closed off. A lot of them were. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Brody? Uh, maybe just like, I don't know, kids talking to their parents more about mental health, which I think are, they already do. Wait, was that the question? Yes. Yeah, maybe yeah. through this podcast. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. To get show them an episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have any uh, other ideas? I mean, just yeah, talking to them. I really feel like with you, Brody, you have a hard time answering a lot of these because yeah. they're set up really well, buddy. Um, when I look at you, I see somebody who has who has a good social outlet and then two has a great leader and a, and a grandpa who, 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 you know, takes them hunting, takes them out with all the uncles and everything and, and brings a lot of balance to your life. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, kind of, that's a really good, just a group and stuff too. Yeah. So, so say, say this, say you were going through something. How would you approach your grandpa and say, hey, grandpa, this is what's going on? Or do you think he would be able to recognize that you got something going and then be open enough to ask you? I mean, he could probably recognize it, but we also just like talk for hours on end and things just kind of come up, you know, and then we, it gets into kind of a deep conversation about like what's going on and then like like how to, you know, figure it out and solve the issue. Yeah, that's so really cool. It's like just like kind of, the you know, talking long enough. Yeah. So you, you feel like a lot more young men need that, don't they? Don't yeah. you? Yeah. And it's missing from a lot of, I think the majority of people actually. Yeah. Just like someone they can, you know, talk to for hours on end and like stuff can get fixed that way. Yeah. Did your grandpa ask a lot of questions? Uh, kind of. Not, not I don't know about a lot of questions. I want to meet him of, one of these days, just so you know, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Like bring him on to the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Maybe. But so, so 
just run me through like a quick example of, of a conversation between you and your grandpa. How's it start out? Usually just talking about like cars and stuff like that. And, and then, then like, he's all like, the yeah. carburetor's a lot like a woman. You got to adjust <laughs> it really, really easy, right? <laughs> or a backfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, sometimes stuff like goes from one thing and then it like gets into another. Yeah. Yeah. Just so it just flows really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Johnny? Um, you want to repeat the question? Yeah. yeah. Okay. How can we better educate parents and guardians about the mental health needs of young men? Kind of what Larry said. This podcast is a really good one. I feel like more, more modern ways. I feel like, you know, like podcasts or like something that navigate towards the parents you know okay like okay for sure like talking to them like us as kids you know is a big thing it's really hard maybe like like for parents like it's opening up a letter in the mail like oh what's this because like, they read their mail okay. yeah and it's like a like a oh yeah you know it's like a little letter that says here's everything about men's mental health or something you know or like okay something that's like could be old-fashioned moderately like navigated towards the parents you know old-fashioned i'm as old as his mom is (laughs) i I don't have to check my letters (laughs) i don't check my mail at all Um, email email there we go yeah i never check as old as my kids Uh, yeah i know (laughs) i know yeah dang oh man all right you guys have any uh, larry all you guys do you have anything you want to end on that's like be grateful. Be grateful. Cultivate a attitude, gratitude, attitude of gratitude. Right. What's the, yeah. Tell them the GPS, Larry. Oh, <laughs> is that for this one? Yeah, I, I think it's for everything. Everything. Well, you guys know what GPS stands for, right? It's all in our apps, particularly yeah, Google apps and everything. Well, a lot of stuff, but global positioning system. And I was telling Nick the other day that we need, particularly the youth, need a GPS system. And G stands for gratitude, cultivating an attitude of gratitude. And then P stands for pay it forward. It also means finding purpose in your life. Pay it forward. And then S is the scribing, is is the journaling. And so I think if people do those three things, I think they'll get through life better. And, And just like a GPS system, it can guide them better to a more rewarding life. All right. Well, that's going to be the end of the first episode of the roundtable. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Episodes. I'm Nick. I'm Larry. I'm Franco. I'm Brody. I'm Johnny. And this is the LTL show. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Next episode, join me as we welcome John England, a distinguished figure in law and healthcare. John's work spans from England Law PC to the 21st Judicial District Attorney's Office and beyond. A Crichton Law grad, he's known for his community service and his advocacy for rehabilitation in the criminal justice system. While Larry won't be able to join us, he's left insightful questions for a conversation with John. Don't miss this insightful episode where we explore John's unique perspective on justice and service. Remember, leadership is not just a title, but the profound expression of the love and truth we bring into the world.